0: welcome to the 13th warehouse friday the 13th tv series edition i'm vicky and i'm kim hi everyone kim and i originally recorded two episodes brain drain and the electrocutioner but it got too long so we're cutting them into two separate episodes we'll see you next week for the electrocutioner and here are the episode credits for friday the 13th the series Season 1, Episode 17, Brain Drain. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams. Written by Josh Miller. Directed by Lyndon Chubbuck. Original air date, April 25th, 1988. So we're back for Season 1, Episode 17, Brain Drain. It looks as if The Electrocutioner and Brain Drain were flip-flopped when they actually aired. Oh, okay. The Electrocutioner coming first is Episode 17, And Brain Drain as 18, which probably means they were aired out of their intended order. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to imagine the DVDs have them in the order that they were meant to be aired. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I'm going to go by the order they're in the DVDs, which means brain drain is first, right? Is that what you have? Is that what you watch first? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, the cursed Antique from Friday the 13th Wiki is a trepanator that takes the intelligence from one person and gives it to another. So, we start with the subject, Harry, taking a test with blocks. Dr. Maxwell comes in looking for Dr. Robeson. The doctor called Dr. Maxwell because he wanted to show him something he'd been working on. Harry was not the something he wanted to show him, and he tells Dr maxwell that harry has an iq of under 60 and is barely functional and he tells him this and right in front of harry so right there i already have a big problem with this episode Mm -hmm. and you know i'm gonna go on a rant so i hate it when people feel the need to discuss dc in front of dc right don't ever think that because my son has a disability that he does not understand what you may be saying about him and never assume that someone does not know or understand just don't Mm -hmm. we always assume competence yeah. So I was already angry in the first like less than two minutes of this episode. <laughs> no? I'm
1: with you. I was heated.
0: Yeah. Ugh, yeah. So anyway, this Robeson actor Francois Clankfer. He was in two warehouse episodes playing Elderly French man. Pfft, that's what they credited him as. And it was in the Egypt episode and the oh, second okay. and the second part where HG is in France. So apparently this elderly French man was in both episodes. But they didn't give him a name, and I don't remember any elderly Frenchman, but that's our warehouse connection for this episode. Do you remember an elderly Frenchman? Nope. I mean, they must have used the same one in both episodes, so I don't know who he would have been. I can't even think of anybody. So the guy who plays Harry, Dennis Forrest, will be in another three episodes of the series playing different characters. So anyway, Harry gets angry and follows the two doctors to a room where Robeson shows Maxwell a gorilla brain. Robeson tells Maxwell that he can make the brain smarter by transferring intelligence to a computer chip and then into the brain. He says it's his first step to creating artificial intelligence. He wants Maxwell's help and he's willing to wait a month until Maxwell gets back from London. So Robeson then shows Maxwell his trepanator. And he kind of laughs at it. He kind of treats it as it's just some collectible thing he bought. You know, he said it's been modified to transfer intelligence from one person to another via spinal fluid, but that's not anything he would ever try because he thinks it's ridiculous. But after Maxwell leaves, Harry straps Robeson in and transfers his intelligence to himself. And he says it's his turn to be smart. Over at the store, mail comes from Tanzania about the trepanator. And Ryan thinks they'll be heading out to Africa. But then he's disappointed when he reads the letter. And uh, the letter tells them that the purchaser, Dr. Robeson, had moved back to his home base, which is the museum right there in town.
1: Do you remember a trepanator from the manifest? A trepanator? Oh, that medical device from 19th century. It was bought by some doctor, wasn't it? Dr. Vincent Robeson. For once we'll get a trip out of this place, someplace exotic, Africa. Can't wait to start packing.
0: Oh. What's the matter? Are they lost the trephonator?
1: No, no worse. Dr. Robeson's moved back to his home base. The Museum of Science and Natural History. Corner of Luxor and Sixth. Ten blocks from here, tops.
0: When they investigate further, they discover that Robeson walked into traffic a month earlier and died. While they were at the museum, Jack recognizes somebody in the lobby. Her name is Violet, and she's working at the museum. Now this actress, I always remember mostly because of her name, Carrie Snodgrass. But she was pretty famous when we were kids. Mostly for a movie called Diary of a Mad Housewife. It came out in 1970. I never saw it. We were were only about 10 when it came out. But um, I do remember it was a big deal and everybody, like my parents even went to see it and they never went anywhere, you know. It doesn't sound familiar.
1: It sounds familiar, but I'm just trying to remember if I watched it, you know. I know I didn't watch it back then, but I'm just trying to think in the last two years have I watched it. I've been watching a lot of old movies.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I do remember the title, and I do remember she was a big deal, and that's why I always remember her name. But anyway, they make plans to get together that night, and it turns out they were engaged 20, 20 years ago. So Ryan found out that Robeson's assistant has taken over for Robeson. His name is Dr. Pegborn, but I'm going to call him Harry because it's going to confuse me. Harry was just about to show some other doctor, the trepanator, when Jack, Mickey, and Ryan come in, and Harry throws him out. And then he takes the other doctor to see it and straps him in and steals his intelligence as well. But as Jack, Ryan, and Mickey are on their way out, they see the doctor staggering down the stairs and falls. And they call an ambulance. Later on, Jack is ready for his date. And we get a little backstory for Jack during this date. I guess Violet went to Kenya and Jack went on to travel around the world. And they broke their engagement. She mailed her engagement ring back to him or something and he still has it apparently. Mm-hmm. And then Jack did eventually get married, but they separated because of all his traveling. So he says they separated, but does he mean they separated as it, as they got a divorce, or are they still separated?
1: I think they're divorced because, why you know, I think he's divorced.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought too. But it's just the way he words things sometimes. I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to take them literally or, or you know, because we never heard about her before either. Violet can't tell Jack what she's working on at the museum. It's top secret. Ryan and Mickey find out that the doctor died of irreversible brain injury and a penetrating wound to the brain. Ryan, who's stolen Dr. Robertson's autopsy, um, said he died the same way. So here he's continuing to work at getting the gorilla brain to talk, which meant to me that he was going to need another victim to transfer their mind into the gorilla brain, right? Or no? no
1: no i don't know what happened but no i don't think it was no Mm i can't remember but no he's Uh, he's doing something to it to where it's getting there but no
0: i'm not sure what you're saying no to
1: no, that he wasn't getting the victims for the brain to talk
0: no he got the victim for him
1: for oh yeah i'm sorry
0: Right, but for some reason, I thought that he was going to use another victim to transfer the intelligence to the chip and then to the gorilla.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I understand what you're saying, but no, that wasn't in my head.
0: Okay, that's what I wasn't sure about, if he was going to need a victim for that or if that was strictly science, if that's real science that he's working on. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel.
1: Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, talking about the new Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher,
0: and Player FM.
1: Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicki, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And we're back. So Jack sneaks in the front door of the store like a teenager who missed his curfew. <laughs> he knew it was going to happen. <laughs> And Mickey and Ryan are up waiting. They tell him about everything they've learned.
1: We went to the hospital to try and talk to Werner. And? He died. Both he and Robeson had uh, irreversible brain damage. And the same wound, a single stab to the back of the brain. They they lost their mental capabilities. It's the trephonator.
0: It could only be the trephonator.
1: Yeah, well, how could Robeson become the victim of his own object?
0: The only thing that Robeson has in common with Werner is the museum. And Pangborn. Jack thinks that the trepanator can be the only thing behind these deaths. And Jack thinks that that Harry and the museum are the only connection to both deaths. But he decides to take a nap before they go back to the museum. So I'm not sure why Mickey and Ryan ask if he's all right when he first comes in. Maybe they think seeing his ex would make him sad or something, and they don't want him to get hurt. But it was kind of weird to me, the way they were acting.
1: Hmm. Well... Oh. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out why grown folks are sneaking in the house, but hey, it is what it is.
0: Well, true. You know, at first she asked him if he was all right, and I kind of get that, because he hasn't seen her in years, and maybe it's digging up old feelings and blah, blah, blah. But then they asked if the, he was going to see her again, and they didn't look happy that he was going to see her again.
1: Yeah, that one I couldn't figure out why yeah. either.
0: Because the day before, they seemed excited when he first ran into her. Mm-hmm. You know? And then all of a sudden, he, you know, they were all concerned about whether he's going to see her again. And it was just kind of weird. Yeah. So we find that Violet is working directly with Harry. And this is her secret project. So she tells Harry that the brain should be ready in about eight months. But Harry wants it now. So you know what's going to happen here. You already know <laughs> what's going to happen here. Violet wants to leave to meet Jack for lunch. Mickey and Ryan go to the museum while Jack is napping. They find Harry's test subject file, and they know that he's not really Robeson's assistant. Harry hears them in the basement and calls out to Violet, thinking she's down there. So now Mickey and Ryan know that she's working with him, and she may be in danger. Of course, these two are never the picture of stealth. They crash into I don't know how many things while they're trying to hide from him in the basement. Yeah. It was, like, ridiculous amount of things. It was. It was. It was. But a security guard calls for Harry, so he leaves. And I guess he sends another security guard to look like who walks down the stairs and turns around and goes back up pretty much. So they go to check out his lab while Jack is out to lunch with Violet. Violet's worried about the director of her project. She thinks that there's something wrong with him. But Jack asks her to marry him instead of putting two and two together, knowing that the doctor at the museum where she works is connected to two deaths. The fact that she's worried that something is wrong with the person who works on the project with her, none of this occurs to him. I mean, even if he didn't think she was working for Harry, wouldn't you be a little concerned that this woman's working at the museum, that two deaths are connected? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes, very much so. But he just disregards everything she says and asks her to marry him. And she accepts, which is bizarre, but, you know, okay. They're old. Let them have it. So. <laughs> that's exactly what
1: she said. Yeah, <laughs> he, or he said it. They're older. They're older now. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> if I didn't know she was gonna die earlier, I know it now because now they're engaged.
1: Oh, I knew it as soon as she came into the picture, first screenshot, and said, "I said, oh, she dying."
0: Yeah, I didn't until I realized who she was. That she was like more famous than your casual guest star, you know. And then I was like, oh yeah. Definitely.
1: Well, the figure is still early and this is a love thing. Of course she's going to die. Right, right. <laughs> They're not ready to add another character yet.
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I'd figure Harry was going to try to kill her at least. And maybe they managed to rescue her. And if all that happened, I was thinking she'd be too shaken by the whole experience to stay there and she would move away and leave town. That's mm. what I was thinking. If they didn't kill her, that's what was going to happen. Jack finally gets to the store and they tell him about Harry and Violet. And they race back to the museum. Harry's taking Violet to the Trepanator. He knocks her out and straps her in while Mickey, Jack, and Ryan try to break in. And he uses it on Violet. So they find Violet outside on the ground. They continue to try to get in to reverse the process to save her. So they finally find a garage door and they get in through there. She starts to come to as they hide her in the basement. Jack is willing to kill Harry to reverse the process. And Mickey's is kind of trying to get it through his head because she knows he's going to regret it later if he kills somebody. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't care. They all split up to look for Harry, and Jack finds a gun in the office. Mickey and Ryan argue about letting Jack kill someone, like I said, and she knows he won't be able to live with himself if he purposely took a life. So security catches Ryan and Mickey, and Jack finds Harry. But Harry gets the gun. So while he's giving his villain speech to Jack, Violet stumbles in and knocks into him so Jack could grab him and get the upper hand of the situation. Jack tries to force Harry into the chair. They struggle and Jack knocks him out and he falls into the chair. So Violet, who's on the floor next to the chair, pulls the lever. And with no one in the other chair, that thing, what do they call it? The metal thing?
1: Let's call it a probe.
0: Yeah, the probe. That would have gone into the other person's head because the chair is empty. It just kind of swings out (laughs) and breaks the window and breaks the the aquarium glass in the gorilla brain. (laughs) (laughs) And so the gorilla mind is transferred into Harry. But this means that Violet will never recover. So the last two episodes we covered... Vanity's Mirror and Tattoo, correct me if I'm wrong, were two of the few episodes that the people involved did not already have the antique. When we came across them, they came across it during the episode?
1: Yeah, they came across it,
0: yeah. yeah. So we normally don't get to see much of the person's personality or nature before they're affected by the antique. I mean, there was a few exceptions, like the guy with the wood chipper. We saw that he was kind of a head before he became affected by the wood chipper. You know, so most of these episodes, we don't really get to see what the people were like before they became affected, Mm -hmm. except for the last two episodes. And we only really saw a little bit. right? Right. So, like I said, the ones we've seen so far seem to already be on the brink of evil. And the antique just added to that. So last week, we got to see a little bit of their nature before acquiring the antique. In both of these episodes, I said that I didn't feel that they portrayed either person as a sympathetic character so I didn't really feel sorry for either one Mm -hmm. Um, and I know you don't agree but even Helen the bullied girl she seemed like an awful person before finding the mirror and maybe as you said she was awful because she was bullied not that I'm condoning anybody picking on her but she wasn't sympathetic and I think the whole thing would have been better if she was more sympathetic Mm -hmm. to begin with we would feel worse for her you know because by the end you didn't feel bad for her at all But in this episode, which is another episode where the person acquired the antique during the episode and didn't already have it, they managed to make Harry a sympathetic character because they used him as a test subject. They talked about his disability in a derogatory way and right in front of him, which I'm sure was not the first time. I'm sure that's an ongoing thing. So one could see why he'd be angry and want revenge. And I don't even know if he started out with revenge. I think he just wanted to be smart. Yeah. You know? hmm So this is one of the few episodes that the person with the antique started out as a sympathetic character, and you kind of understand why he got affected by the antique. Do you know what I'm right. saying? hmm Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it makes sense. Yeah.
0: Good. So I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that they're giving us a little bit more character development before everything goes crazy
1: yeah no my thing in the beginning too i was like give people the benefit of the doubt because he was smart enough to do that to him
0: yeah
1: boom the only thing i didn't like about the artifact was it didn't make sense to a certain point it was supposed to transfer intelligence when he did it to the second person how come it didn't transfer that intelligence why didn't it transfer even with her why didn't it transfer? Because he still has some of the doctors in each of him. Why didn't it transfer back?
0: Wait, say that again. The second guy, why didn't it transfer what?
1: Why didn't the intelligence transfer? Okay, so...
0: It did, I think.
1: Well, not necessarily, because we're Helen. Yeah. He had Dr... Okay, we're going to go with A, B, C. How many doctors did he do?
0: I think he only two did... Two or three. Two. I think he only did two, right?
1: Okay, so we're going to do Dr. A, Dr. B. Okay. So, when he did Dr. A... Dr. A got his IQ level. When he did Dr. B, how come Dr. B didn't get Dr. A's intelligence?
0: Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. No, it doesn't swap. It takes everybody's intelligence. So it's not like they swapped one with the other. Oh, it just takes okay, everything. Okay. That's where Which, my
1: confusion was. I'm going, okay, this doesn't make sense if it's if it's switching. Oh, uh, okay. So it just sucks it out of yeah. the person who's on the other chair. Yes.
0: And because nobody was in the other chair the last time with him, it just took it out of the gorilla head.
1: Okay. All right. Now it makes sense. Okay. I'm all right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I did like it. You know, even though I got a little aggravated at the beginning, I did kind of like it.
1: Yeah. They just made him also a little bit creepy. And then they slicked his hair back to so, Oh, my God. I said, oh, geez. Good, 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 Who? Harry.
0: Oh, yeah. He just,
1: like, he looked a mess in the chair. I mean, when he was doing the experiment... And then afterwards, once he got intelligent, they kind of slicked his hair back and they'll go in. Really?
0: <laughs> right. Well, it's like taking the glasses off Clark Kent. Like, how would you not recognize, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> Same thing. I guess that was their makeup job for uh, being intelligent, yeah
1: it was okay episode i mean this one was a little bit more interesting so yeah uh, yeah it was okay
0: yeah and i think some of it is because they're starting to develop the characters a little more mm-hmm. it's just not some random person that we see who's doing whatever they're doing with the artifacts you know some right. of them are getting to have a backstory we got a little backstory from jack you know mm-hmm. so i think it's more interesting when they do that And like I said, with the girl, you know, in Tattoo, the sister had nothing to do. She wasn't interesting. And even though, yes, it's awful that he would kill his sister. But if she had something to do during the episode we, the audience, I think would have felt worse. You know what I mean? Right, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So it feels like they're starting to give some people, you know, a little bit of a story. So it's just not an episode of people just killing people continuously. And you don't feel bad for anybody. I thought I could save her and keep her with me
1: this time. We were apart most of our lives. Now she's just gone somewhere else without me. Again. Well, Vibe. Now you know if there's anything after. Wait a while, darling. Maybe we can be together again. After all. This is Doug reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com on apple podcasts stitcher google podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts theme music for the 13th warehouse friday the 13th the series edition suspense night provided by anton kornienko pixabay user 147 free for personal or commercial use see you next time at the warehouse